big spike. Woo! Speaking of spike, I know we're not doing this for the podcast. <laughs> hey, know what? We got... <laughs> oh, really? Well, that was our intro. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, we are going to talk about vampires in the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh-huh. versus the vampires in Twilight because... I don't have any experience of Buffy really, mm-hmm. other than secondhand through you. Mm. But you are a bit of a Buffy aficionado, so you're an expert to comment on the differences. Oh, God, please don't put that title on me. I wouldn't say me. I'd say my girlfriend more than me. Um, but no, it's just because in pre- the previous episode we were talking about how we, I, how I never saw the comparisons, and mm-hmm. it's crazy that they don't exist. Because they're much more similar as they're media. They're so fucking similar. Yeah. And that, like, I mean, I get that it came out in 2005, but Buffy ended in 2003. Mm-hmm. And that's a two-year gap. Um, you know... I would say there probably were adult fans of Twilight who had been avid fans of Buffy. Buffy. Even just, like, teenagers. Like, if you were really into Buffy, like, what, what age group was it aimed at? Teenagers? Yeah, teenagers. Yeah, so the different, the main differences or similarities, right, is that spoilers <laughs> is that Buffy is a 17 16 year old girl mm-hmm. who moves to a new school and falls in love with a tall dark mysterious vampire who is 200 years older than she is who's very broody who's very dark cryptic mm-hmm. keeps to the shadows we don't know what his game is um what's this dude's name angel Angel. <laughs> okay so he had a spin-off then didn't he yes and we're, we're okay. currently on that show so i don't know anything about it because okay. i'm experiencing it in real time was angel happening then when twilight came out yes no angel angel ran alongside buffy and then buffy finished in 2003 and angel had an extra season mm-hmm. after that okay so it continued after so it finished in 2004 okay before twilight came out so that's not a huge gap. Not a huge gap at all. And I would have to do a little bit more background research on this, but I feel like Twilight was pretty big from the get-go. Yes. Like, even, yeah, 2005, it was getting big. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. again, it was both a thing that teenagers liked, but also older ladies. Yes, lest we forget the Twy moms. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, like, it was a thing that... It was sort of written as an exploration of female desire by a wife and mother. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. other wives and mothers found it appealing. Which is, you know... Yeah. Like, you know... Fair and obvious. My main point of of thing is that because... I just feel like the the Harry Potter and Twilight comparisons were so left field and out of nowhere. And you're like, well, how could you link these together? But there's... I think those were just baby fights. Yes. But there's... Like, there is the, the very different things... There's lots of different things about, like, Twilight is a romance story about a young girl. It's a YA novel. Buffy is not really solidly based in the romance. It's about other things, about surviving high school and all this kind of stuff. But, like, just the, even the, the comparison to the vampires and, and the relationship that Buffy has with Angel. And then the relationship she has with Spike, I guess. Spoilers. And then um, it's just even how those vampires, or how vampires had been generally seen or thought of as before Twilight Pit, mm-hmm. before Stephanie Meyer had a very sexy dream. Yeah. You know? It's it's because I remember um no sorry, what were you saying? I just I, that's just like kind of the comparison I make that nobody I never saw people being like, oh, so like their relationship is kinda like Buffy and Angel's relationship. It's it's like this, it's like this. And there's also even a plot point that actually because I, I watched Angel, there's a plot point that is very similar to 
um, Breaking Dawn, the pregnancy in Breaking Dawn, and how vampires and and pregnancy and sex works and stuff like that, like and even like the moral thing of like the ethical thing of is it a vampire is it a human can we keep it like mm-hmm. what should we do like that also came up and self sacrifice and the role of a mother and it, it was very important similar very, extremely similar to what happened in Breaking Dawn and I wonder if if you know maybe that was if Stephanie could have been influenced but I, I don't know what she likes or if she's ever yeah. said anything like that would have been it was a dream because she keeps things she too keeps herself. my god bless I love her yes thank you good, that, that is interesting I feel I'd be, it'd be remiss not to say that there is a history of sexy vampires going mm. back before that like mm-hmm. the biggest thing I can think of before Buffy is Anne Rice yeah. and her like interview with a vampire mm-hmm. I watched that as a teen mm-hmm. or a kid and I feel both really well encapture and I'm so sorry I'm going to say a, this word on our podcast the same kind of eroticism why would you apologize I like <laughs> if we're just going so theory it's we're going of... horny theory yes here. is there any other way <laughs> just yeah like it's obviously very homoerotic um and a lot of it was about well the way like blood and power and sex intersect in things like twilight now twilight's a very cleaned up version of that Mm -hmm. because it's written by a good mormon wife and mother but it's all in there it is yeah i also think like just you know isn't death a little bit sexy (laughs) isn't it like you know we don't know and it's you know dark dark, and it's like gothic it's oof. yeah i mean Okay, you know what? We said Anne Rice, really? Mary Shelley. Mary, yeah. Hey, the romantics. Let's, let's give props to Mary Shelley. Thank you, Mary Shelley. Thank you, Mary Shelley. Mother Mary Shelley. Fucked on her mother's grave, you know. Fuck, the original goth. The original goth. She carried what she thought was the heart of her husband mm. around. She was bi, by the way. Of Did you she know was. that? Like I she, didn't know, but now I do, and it makes sense. Yeah, she. <laughs> Like, she loved Percy Shelley, and, like, they were married and good, mm. but, like, he died, mm. and she spent, like, the entire rest of her life in relationships with women, including, mm. I believe, like, a 10 or 20 year partnership that she referred to as a marriage. Wow. So. Baller. Really? Vampires have always been for the bisexuals. Yes. And as a lesbian, I'm just happy to bask in their glory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also just completely i don't know but um i went up to a convention i guess um but, but they were talking about even how the not to like you know queering up heterosexuality but they are the relationships they have with each other are not the norm they mm. are not welcome in society they are outcast it's forbidden it's dark it's you know it's it's I think that's also the appeal to it as well, yeah. you know. A lot of people who are queer Outcasted or somewhere in some yeah, way. Yeah. It appear appeals to them in that story. Uh, one thing I'd say is this is the impression I get as someone who doesn't know much about Buffy, but like Twilight happens in a very isolated situation where there is just one vampire family. There's one va- and there's also just one story. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in Buffy I feel like there's a subculture of vampires and supernatural creatures mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. and like there's definitely an interaction between that and the mainstream culture mm. 
And I mean, okay, one, you could take that as a wonderful, like, queer reading of rural versus urban environments. Oh. But just how does that interact with, like, how the romances play out in, like, because there is no vampire culture for Edward to get rejected from in Twilight. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, as well, I guess, is that Angel is an outlier of his kind because like similar to the Collins but it's only Angel who has a soul and yeah. who doesn't uh, eat humans but that does also outcast him from the the, the demon community and, and do you know how much I want to ask Stephanie Mayer whether she thinks the Collins have souls oh my god or not like yeah what, like a big thing that it explores is like does having a soul make you better than somebody who doesn't have a soul because there are demons who aren't you know they're not evil they're not bad they're just Mm -hmm. not people and they're they're different and their needs are different but they're not actively malicious so like is alien immoral is it bad yeah is is the fact that can angel how does angel in his head reconcile the fact that he can kill things that he considers demons because he doesn't have a he has a soul and he's not a demon. Mm-hmm. This is all explored in the show. Yeah. But I would love to know if Stephanie Meyer thinks the Collins have souls. The Collins have souls and if I'd say she probably has some presumption around the lines of because they choose not to eat people, they become born again or something. I don't know much about Mormonism no, but American Christianity esque based faiths in general tend mm-hmm. to really focus on rebaptism mm-hmm. and like that oh god you can be the most awful sinner but when you repent and you're good you can reclaim that but yeah no i mean obviously traditionally speaking vampires when we are speaking in a theological way they don't have souls they're no. demonic mm-hmm. creatures or at very least severely corrupted so yeah or amoral in some mm. way like mm. if they're not aligned with hell they're aligned with like selfishness mm-hmm. and greed and lust mm. in a way that makes them very corrupted if they do have souls and are on the same scale as other humans yeah and it seems like it seems in in the twilight universe as well that that vampires are capable of love because you know the Cullens are, are a group of couples and yeah. they all love each other and even outside of that like vampires have mates and yeah. and, and family groups family groups yeah. and clans and they're capable of that and in Buffy that's not possible vampires can't love in that kind of way they can only love selfishly mm-hmm. and destructively it doesn't exist it is not it's not they can't do that they can't love outside of themselves because and is that inherent they're because not having souls i'm not sure okay but that is some angel is a an exception to that yes then. because he, he has a soul yeah yeah are spike and angel gay together oh yes, yes absolutely they okay. kiss all the time okay. yes <laughs> i just just hearing the fact that like yeah of course this dude has a soul and is with a human sometimes i'm like yeah, there's another vampire who doesn't have a soul that he has a weird fraught relationship yeah. with, right? He, he, yeah, Spike is also kind of an, not really an amoral character because he is a big bad, he's a villain at the start of the show, but he does become, you know, you're like, well, he's not fighting on the side of evil, but he's not mm-hmm. fighting on the side of good, he's fighting on his own side. Yeah. He's for him and himself only, and, you know, that's how he views it. And, yeah. But then he also develops a relationship with Buffy, and then there are comparisons made between him and Angel, and he's mm. not, he doesn't like that. Okay. <laughs> it's like we're very different coloring. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
That's interesting. So what I'm hearing so far is definitely there's a difference in complexity yes. and number of characters oh, and complexity sure. of relationships because Buffy was a TV show that ran for a long, long, a time. long time, like five years more, more. I'd say seven. There's seven seasons. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, that's a lot of content. Yeah. So of course there's going to be more complexity. The other thing I'd say is, like, definitely there's a physiological difference between the, like the Cullens and the Twilight vampires are insanely weird in terms of vampire yeah, lore. Yeah, they are strangers They're in this realm. aliens. Yeah. They're made of stone. Or porcelain or marble or yeah. something that shatters. Like, they could never evolve. No. Like, and like, they compare themselves to predators and sharks, but I would be so interested in like, if, like the world building. Yeah, I'd be also very interested in that. Uh, yeah, because I, I I would love to know in this universe, in this this Twilight universe, where vampires stand and and you know how they came about, how they've survived and mm. and what they are and. Well, if we go by the Quileute legends, which is the only attempt we have to justify real. their re- in existence they're cursed yeah and they are somewhat demonic but then they also seem linked to disclaimer stephanie mayer has taken a real group of people who existed mm. stolen their personal origin story mm. and twisted it for her own storytelling purposes mm-hmm. which is bad um, and also, so what we're saying is still about exists. No, they still they still exist. Yeah, still yes, exist. these yeah, are yeah. A res- that reservation she discusses really Real, exists. Yeah. Um. So obviously, I am not talking about Quileute legend in actuality or in, anything about this is in the Twilight universe. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about the Pacific Northwest in this in this white woman's warped version. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that she is where she has just taken some bits that she likes yeah. and tagged them on. I believe there's. You can read it a lot where the vampires are similar to, like, they're just legends of invasion by the white people mm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's that to be considered. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. so vampires originated in Europe? Okay. Is that what's happening? I guess. I don't get it. There's no, no attempt. There's no attempt. And also, like, we don't need. The only time we ever see any other vampires beside uh, Lawrence, Victoria, and James. Yeah is at the very end book well there's a volturian oh yeah yeah but yeah yeah, but they have a rich complex society where they have a a high council yeah and they have like really really old vampires where they like keep the status quo and like yeah so there there we go um yeah so there there is definitely more to it that again you know stephanie meyer god bless her won't tell us because I think it just, even with these excursions to the Volturi and stuff, mm. Twilight's isolated. Yeah. It's still in a really isolated space. And like, if there is lore about where vampires ultimately come from, mm. we don't know it. Yeah. We don't get to know no. it. And I also think it's just set in like a completely alternate universe. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. But I guess, like, to bring it back to our attempt to compare and contrast with Buffy, like, (laughs) I feel Buffy has an overarching lore. Oh, Buffy, like, gets real deep into the origins of evil and demons and sub-creatures and... Is God a character in Buffy? 
No. Okay. It's, it's not supernatural. <laughs> There's so much in <laughs> Wow. Actually, I think they rarely breach the topic of religion. I think it's so interesting how ready we are in society to have stories that explore the concept of good and evil on a cosmic level that have like actual demons mm. and the devil as mm. characters and yet are completely unwilling to have God. And like, because... I don't think the devil is a character in Buffy. I don't know. He's Buffy. not. But like, <laughs> like the fact that they're like, oh, these are actively creatures that are just evil. Yes. You don't actively have creatures that are just good. Mm. And it's just an interesting folklore really because what is any of this but folklore yeah like you've built a world where what is any of this but stories we tell around the fire you know literally just trying to keep the wolves at bay yes (laughs) and next episode (laughs) we'll be talking about folklore and the importance of storytelling in our culture i was going towards wolves but okay (laughs) so i guess i'm just really learning how short 20 minutes is it's so short it's not a lot of time, but the name is goddamn catchy, Twilight 20. <laughs> and like, we can just have so many episodes in the backlog. Twilight 20, twice a week. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it works. Like as, I, like as I said in the beginning of the first episode. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh my God, Eva. <laughs> you're blowing my mind. <laughs> you know, consistency or whatever is, you know, it's not guaranteed. So we don't no. have to keep it at 20. No. It's if you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Twi- Twilight two hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I know. (laughs) I guess, okay. What else do you think is really important to say about Buffy and Twilight as vampire lore that we didn't touch on? I I mean, I don't, like, honestly, it's not, it's not that deep, but like, it's just that I just thought it was weird that there wasn't any comparisons, even though there is such blatant similarities. Like, I'm not aware of any of the romances in, in Buffy or Angel. How similar are they to Twilight romances? Extremely similar but partic- just particularly Buffy and Angel's relationship in that she's a high schooler who falls in love with an older mysterious man who turns out to be you know 200 and whatever years old do they deal with the moral implications of that well no it was 1997 <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what Twilight didn't either did not either so oh, cool I mean, they make jokes about it I guess but also like Angel was turned at the age of 26 so he's still he's older still way older because Buffy's like the first time they meet Buffy's 15 yikes yeah and big yikes indeed <laughs> don't date children don't date children. like I couldn't imagine dating honestly a 19 year old I'm 23 I I can't see myself dating anyone under 20 oh, like it's even just... dating someone age 20 is a bit like Ooh. yeah like, well, I am dating somebody who's 20. But you're 21. Yeah. No, well, I'm 22. You're 22. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, for, like, when's Lucy's birthday? It's like, I don't want to dox my girlfriend. <laughs> this doesn't have to be in the podcast. Do you want her fucking card number? It's yes. A... Great, and what's, like, the number on the back? So it's her one th- And her pin number is... <laughs> I don't know. God, <laughs> apparently you can't be trusted with that information. Uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> Dox is my girlfriend for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but babe, babe, was for the bit. So funny. <laughs> you don't even understand my podcast empire runs on jokes. Yeah. So 20 minutes is so short. I'd also like to ask questions about how Buffy has friends who know that her boyfriend is, is a vampire. Yeah, yeah. And like Bella does not. 
have friends. No. <laughs> oh, God bless The you. only friend she has who knows that he's a vampire you know also tries to sexually assault her. You're right. You should have said it. There is not enough Buffy Bella fanfiction. <laughs> you know, you said it. I did. You said that. I and did. And you're right. Where's the crossover where Buffy goes to Forks on a slaying mission to kill the Cullens and then meets Bella. So, as always, we finish with more questions than we began <laughs> with in this short episode of Twilight 20. Yes. I've been Etha. And I've been many things in my life and I will continue to be many more. Thank you for listening. Please listen next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.